Let's have some fun with the uh, this date in history and the birthdays today. We call it the Bob Almanac. Maybe tomorrow we'll do the Lee Greenwood ticket since you have a What's the Deal Neil coming up tomorrow. We'll uh, tell people right now so they can plan ahead of time that we'll do an Almanac quiz for the Lee Greenwood yes. tickets tomorrow just okay. to uh, mix it up. I like it. Today is Monday, February 19th, 50th day of the year. It is President's Day. Some things are closed. Some services are suspended. But uh, for many, it's uh, just a regular, ordinary day. Our patent of the day today. But just because for you it might be, and for me it's basically an ordinary day. won't get any mail. That's the one thing that's different. But uh, just because of that, don't don't, uh, ignore the meeting of President's Day. Absolutely not. George it's, uh, Washington, and then they elop. Some people don't accept that. They think it's just Washington, but I think a lot of times they put it here on this uh, on this Monday to uh, also help lop in because last week was Lincoln's birthday. Yeah. Yep. About a week ago. In fact, a week ago today, I think his birthday is the 12th. Uh, that is, Can you um, confirm that? that? You're a big that, Lincoln historian. Way, yeah, that's the way I remember it as well, and... Two of our finer presidents, I think most historians would agree. Don't you sleep in a stove pipe hat in honor of Lincoln? <laughs> yeah, well, not generally, but I I could at least for tonight. I mean, Eighteen I'd have to buy one though. Eighteen seventy eight. I bet you they have a hattery down there in Florida. I would bet they do somewhere. Our patent of the day, Thomas Edison received a patent for his phonograph. What year was that? 1878. He'd been around that long. Wow. And remember, the first ones had, a, it was a cylindrical. It was like a foil uh, wrapped on this, and they didn't have tinfoil yet, but it was a foil-like substance, I think it was. And that's what uh, he used to uh, put the little uh, little grooves in there. And from those grooves came the sound. And I'm sure for some people, they thought it was, you know, in the 1870s, they thought that was witchcraft. Witchcraft, no They doubt. thought it was magic. All of a sudden, this little thing is talking, and they've never heard anything. Only, only talking they've ever heard is actually out of somebody's mouth. They've never seen right. a machine talk before. But uh, Thomas Edison, he knew what he was doing. 1878, he was uh, Typhoid Mary. Her real name was Mary Mallon, Typhoid Mary. She apparently was uh, patient zero when it came to typhoid there in the early 1900s. Uh, she was in isolation for a long period of time. She was freed from isolation. I heard that also she had like escaped isolation and then went on and caused several further outbreaks of typhoid in the New York area. Wow. I, yeah, I guess she probably should have stayed put. Yeah. If she indeed was the carrier, why? And again, what year was this? 1910. You were measles Neil, weren't you, in your school? <laughs> somebody had to introduce Somebody it to had to do general somebody, population. somebody had to bring it in. Yeah. Uh, 1913, near this date. In every box of Cracker Jack, you get lots of crisp candy popcorn, peanuts, and a nice little surprise. Yeah, that nice little surprise was in the Cracker Jack box for the first time 
1913 on this date. And the first prize in 1913 was a small little square of Typhoid Mary's sheets. (laughs) There you go, kids. Enjoy. Uh, They have not been fumigated. So uh, that was this date. And am I the only one who thought that the peanuts and Cracker Jacks were just awful and I didn't want anything to do with the peanuts and the Cracker Jacks? Was I the only one? I wasn't a big fan. No, they tasted like they were about a decade old. Right. You know, I'm used to eating fresh peanuts out of shells. You know, we did that as a kid. We loved that, just being a, buying a big bag and just, just going through it and eating, like, all of them. And, right. uh, and then you'd get to the peanuts and the Cracker Jack, and they just... Uh, disappointing would be a word I'd use. Yeah, I'd try and break them apart, yeah, from the, from the you know, caramel corn. Yeah, get the caramel corn was fine. That's a good right. part of it. But that was a state nineteen thirteen. Do you remember any of those Cracker Jack box toys? I remember the ones. Some of the most popular were the the temporary tattoos were very popular. Yes, and I the other one, those. the little round things, plastic, where they were they were uh, uh, where it had a little ball in, like a little BB, and you tried to get it into little holes. Do you oh remember yeah, that one yeah. At all? yeah. I, know I don't what know what the technical about, yeah. term that yeah. is that, but it's an enclosed little. Could be a circle or a square, or triangle. Yep. And it would yep. have it have a BB in there, and then you could yeah. get around and you could them. keep score. Yep. Those are the ones I remember the most. You remember any? Yeah, I, I don't. No. Uh, it seems like there was something more like a little like jacks or something. Oh. I, I can't remember for sure. Mm. It's just been too long. We could look it up if we wanted to, but we need to do this now. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Would you be mine? Mr. Fred Rogers debuted his Mr. Rogers Neighborhood nationally. It had been on the local TV channel there in Pittsburgh for a little bit. But he debuted it on this date on the National... Entertainment Television Network, and which is now PBS, and he revolutionized children's programming. What a nice man that Mister Rogers was, and I don't think he had any skeletons in his closet whatsoever. No, no, I don't. None, nothing that we ever heard of. Right, he was Mister Clean. He was never caught in, in some essence. back. He was never caught in some back alley somewhere at a seedy hotel, right. or anything like that. He never cheated on his taxes that we know of. He was clean, yeah, and uh, he was a role model, and he wore great sweaters. His sweaters were on point, and there was somebody there that was in charge at the show of oiling up those sweaters because he had all metal zippers, so to make sure they were lubed up because <laughs> you don't want them sticking. No. Well, just you know, behind the scenes reporting here. For Mr. Rogers. My favorite part was the beginning of the show and the end of the show where they would show the town, his city, where he would live. And then they would go to his house. He'd have his house where he worked. And then they would show him going to, like, this apartment building over to the left. And then you have the trolley going through. And he originally lived in, a like, a red brick house that was kind of in the corner. And then the later episodes, he was in kind of this yellow house with a nice, nice garage. Or not a garage, but a porch. That had a swing on it. I mean, he only used that house for his television shows. I mean, how much money was was Rogers, uh, you know, bathing in? Yeah, he had two places. So that was a state in 68 and 73. I'm calling. 
time they were Don featuring Tony Orlando and this song was released Billboard Song of the Year in 73 the man had a lot of hits and of course Yellow Ribbon became synonymous with yeah, the uh, hostages. The war, uh, yes, people that were held yeah. hostage, and uh, especially the Iranian hostages, yeah. and they were tying yellow ribbons around the old oak until, tree until and we brought them home. Around yeah. anything and everything, you just didn't have to have an oak tree; you could do it around anything. Uh, he was knows? charismatic too. He really was. He Relatives a- who aren't very mobile throw a ribbon around them. <laughs> 1973. How about an 85 here this date? Just out and outrageous. Cherry Coca Cola. Check it out and find out. Taste is what it's all about. Outrageously slow. Cherry Coke. Now, you got to consider the era. 1980s. This wasn't an era where your favorite soda had like 15 different flavors. This was revolutionary. Yes, it was. Coca Cola added cherry. To their Coke, and it was Cherry Coke, which was a very popular drink with your uh, your soda jerks, right? And your soda shops, and your places you would go to and uh, throw a little little cherry syrup in there with your Coca Cola. Uh, Coca Cola decided to do it for you, and I remember getting that. It was when it was first introduced, and I go, "Boy, this is good." I was a yeah, big fan. I was never, I was never a big fan of it. Uh, well, that's a it was a craze. It, it was it certainly was, and, and yeah, because still... you'd go out to the restaurant and you would order one or the or the, as you said the you know the soda the, fountain the, uh, soda fountain and the, you know you'd watch them pour in the little extra cherry juice and then a marciano cherry on top and i didn't like it that's all right that's your prerogative <laughs> 1987 this date now that i'm gone i tell you don't smoke whatever you do just don't smoke American Cancer Society, on this date, aired a PSA featuring Yul Brenner, who had already died of lung cancer in October of 1985. So in 1987, this date, they aired this PSA. It was controversial because he was dead, Neil. And it was like he was talking from the grave. It was. I remember seeing it. I'm going... Kind of gave me chills. I go, yeah, okay. All right, I'll never smoke then. You know, as long as like the family or the estate of Yule Brenner said it was okay, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But I think some people did have a problem with it because he was dead and they were still mourning the death of the great Yule Brenner. The King and I, of course. Ten Commandments and so many others. And the uh, Magnificent Seven. For sure, that's me. That's right, 1987. That's How about 1998? Lori Morgan, you're familiar with Lori Morgan? very well. Lori yeah. Morgan had to issue a denial on this date because the tabloid Star magazine had published a story about Lori Morgan going on a wild ride in the back seat of a limo with President Bill Clinton. What? I never heard that. Yeah. She had to issue a denial. Obviously it was the Star tabloid, so most of that isn't true or right. embellished in a big way. Uh, and you know Lori Morgan. You've been on her bus. And, I have. And you know uh, the kind of guy that Lori Morgan likes, and she, I don't think she would go for somebody like uh, President Clinton. 
No, no, no. My, I'm, I was much more her style. Let's move um, on to 2021 now. After almost... No, wait a minute. What did you just say? I think I was much more her style. Oh, that was also that also must have been in the star tra- tabloid. Yeah, because that wasn't <laughs> That's true also either. Being reported there. <laughs> After almost seven years, this morning one of entertainment's biggest couples will go their separate ways. Reality star Kim Kardashian West has filed for divorce from husband musician Kanye West. Yeah, they filed for divorce. It was uh, Kim doing the filing, but it was yeah. uh, pretty mutual. It sounded like their time had uh, had, had uh, come to an end. Oh, they, had, they had done all that they could. They had been together yep. after uh, seven years. And uh, Kim Kardashian and uh, Con- Kanye. Is Kim with somebody now? See, again, I, d- I do not keep up with the Kardashians. I do not keep up with Kanye. Uh, uh, guilty on both accounts here okay. as well. I don't know. All right. Birthdays. Yep. So take a good look at my face. Smokey. You only need to really say Smokey. He's 84. Yeah, he's 84. And I'm glad he's still alive because I did watch that Netflix documentary on We Are the World. Oh, you made did? a point yeah, of it it doing good. it this weekend. Boy, it is really good. And I knew some of the back door, some of the back behind the scenes stuff, like the Whalen leaving. And and the whole check your ego at the door sign that Quincy Jones put up. But there was so much more in this documentary that was so outstanding. How they tried to get Prince to come. Yes. And, you know, he doesn't like crowds and didn't want to, you know. And they kept Sheila E. around to try and get him to come. Like and then she, she felt like used. she was being yeah. used. And the fact, and I had never heard this before, that in the solo, when they're running through and doing all their solos, Huey Lewis sang Prince's. They had a spot. Right. Yeah. Uh, basically reserved for Prince, and when Prince wasn't coming, they go, who can we put in there? And somebody suggested who, Huey Lewis. I can't remember it was Billy Joel or somebody suggested Huey Lewis. So Huey Lewis sang Prince's part. And he nailed it. He nailed it. He yeah. nailed it. And the, the stuff about Cindy Lauper and, and all the Bob stuff. And Bob Dylan, what they had to do to get him yeah. recorded, you know. And he, he was so and, uncomfortable. He wasn't oh, a guy who liked sure. that kind of a scene. And then they kind of, Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder yeah. kind of helped out Bob Dylan. Yeah, it was fascinating. It was very I really good. I, I recommend it. it. So uh, Smokey yeah. Robinson was there for that. He was 84. Lou Christie was not there for We Are the World, and that's a tragedy. Two faces have couldn't have everybody who'd ever had a hit sing on We Are the World, right? Right. I mean, they had a lot of them. Luke Christie is 81. Two faces have I. That's a hit from the 60s right here on the Bob Almanac, and he's 81. I can't feel my fingers anymore. I lied. They're, they're, they're numb. Luke, maybe you should wear these extra gloves. My hands are starting to get sweaty. <laughs> extra gloves? You've had this pair of extra gloves this whole time? Yeah, we're in the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> Harry and Lloyd, they were a great team, weren't they? They sure were. And uh, there is Jeff Daniels. Uh, he was Harry in Dumb and Dumber and a lot of other good shows as well. Uh, he's a good actor. I've always liked Jeff Daniels. He is. 69. 
That song's from one of the Batman movies, as I remember. Okay. He's 61. I'm not dancing with him. There's not going to be any dancing, Skippy. (laughs) There's got to be dancing. This point is non-negotiable. I don't think he's bluffing, Mallory. All right, one dance. Two dances, one slow. Mallory? I'd almost rather die than do this. Sounds like a yes to me, Skip. (laughs) She was uh, Alex P. Keaton's younger sister, the middle child of the Keatons. They're on Family Ties. Justine Bateman. They got a pretty talented brother named Jason, too. That's a good, talented family there, the Batemans. For sure. Uh, 58 today. Then the universe exploded into existence, and the remnants of these systems were forged into concentrated ingots. We don't use the term ingot nearly enough, but that's basically what the Infinity Stones are. They are ingots. Benicio Del Toro, he's been in a lot of things, and he's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's the collector who collects junk from uh, all corners of uh, of the universe. Kind of and, had the wild, long, blonde hair, right? Yeah, yeah. He was uh, kind of wild. And then he's been in other things. The Wolfman won an Oscar for Traffic, which I think is all in Spanish, so I couldn't pull out any uh, clips out of that, even though that was his Oscar performance in the movie Traffic. Uh, I then, think he was in one of the um, uh, James Bond, uh, the two that um, Timothy Dalton did. Oh, I think he was uh, yeah. He was like the uh, the bad guys. Uh, like killer a henchman? henchman. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's always good yeah. to have. We need henchmen, yeah. right? This is the th- oh, Neil. Yeah, it's a TV theme. Time yes, gym. this is the theme for Stranger Things. Millie Bobby Brown. Oh yeah, who was the girl had the special telekinesis powers. Eleven good reviews. Oh yeah, people love it. And there's supposed to be another season coming out, maybe next year. I don't know if they're going to use the current cast because the kids have all grown up and they're kind of awkward. I don't know how they're going to do that. But uh, she was also in some of the recent Godzilla movies. We're talking about Millie Bobby Brown is now twenty. Millie Bobby Brown. 20. Millie all Bobby. Right, Millie Bobby. Mm-hmm. Not Millie Ricky Bobby. Bobby but not Ricky. Millie. No relation. Uh, that we know of. All right, gone but not forgotten. Uh, we're going to start with astronomer Nicholas Copernicus. He developed the theory that the sun is the center of our universe. He was a pretty smart guy. Ahead of his time, I would say. Born Although he was state. wrong. Well, you're right. I guess he was he wrong, was. He, yeah, but he was on the right track. Cause a lot of people yeah. thought the Earth was the center of the universe. So he right. kind of expanded our thoughts on that. So he got us going on the right track. Right direction, yeah, for... For 1473, I mean, that's, I think, ahead of your time. Definitely. Uh, He gave us a couple of great cartoon characters, including one of my favorites was Mighty Mouse growing up, and then Heckle and Jekyll, cartoonist Paul Terry. Mr. hangs around when he hears this mighty sound. Here I come to save the day. That means that Mighty Mouse... Is on the way. It's cartoon yeah. theme time. That's quite a singing voice. The Superman. Really there is. are no other. There, there are no other superheroes that can sing that well. Right? Are you kidding me? Batman, Batman with this voice. I'm Batman. I mean, he's not singing. 
I can't sing. Right. Uh, cartoonist Paul Terry gave us those characters, born on this day in 1887. He was the answer to Trivial Pursuit, almost all of the uh, horse racing questions. It was uh, either um, Willie Willy Shoemaker. Shoemaker or Eddie Arcaro. And Eddie Arcaro won the Kentucky Derby five times, the Preakness and Belmont six times each. The only rider to have won the U.S. Triple Crown twice, Eddie Arcaro, 1960. From the letter, Little Letterman, Bob Engeman. There were times when Mighty Mouse would sit in with the Letterman. <laughs> sing lead that was a, a special day. Sing lead in a couple of their hits. These were the boy bands of the uh, 60s. Yeah. Uh, Bob Engeman with the Letterman, 1935. And uh, what about, well, the guy with the uh, uh, Miracles, Bobby Rogers, 1940. And we remember, remember Falco today. How's your German? Four. Today for one name singers, I'm a living seal on the gone Falco. He's choking at the end of the song, if I right. recall. Somebody give him the Heimlich. He needs it. There's Falco, born on this day, 1957. And out of order here, but I see, and maybe, do you know, it says Fat, our rapper of the day, Fat Boys rapper Prince Marky D was born on this day, 1968. He's in my list here of gone, but not forgotten. couple of forgottens. But first, let's get something straight. When you call me out here from now on, you call me what every fan out there calls me. It's Big John Stud the Giant, 7 foot plus, nearly 400 pounds of solid muscle. Yes, I am the man that cut Andre's hair. Bobby and I in Kempachera, we sat there and we schemed. Do you know something, Andrea? Andrea. They would call that the <laughs> ultimate, the ultimate diss for wrestlers to change the wrestler's name into a female name. Big John Stud. Born I don't know state. if it was all muscle. No, no, that uh, might have yeah, been a bit of an exaggeration. Yeah, that, I mean, a little bit of an exaggeration. He was sturdy. He but. was sturdy, exactly. So he was born 1948. And this one, I can't believe your staff missed. You've all volunteered for a mission which gives you just three ways to go. Either you can file up in training and be shipped back here for immediate execution of sentence, or you can file up in combat in which case I will personally blow your brains out, or you can do as you're told, in which case you might just get by. Lee, Lee Marvin. We're talking Lee Marvin. How did Dirty I miss Dozen. Lee? My staff, that's a pink slip. I that hate is. to do it on a holiday. That's, he's your guy, but one of your guys. He I is. Mean, he is a fantastic, uh, just a chiseled kind of face actor. You know, if if Bud Grant was an actor, he'd be Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin would have played Bud Grant in the Bud Grant movie, don't you right. think? Right, yeah. He was a Liberty Valance. Yes. The man, he, you know, he was the bad guy. Paint your wagon. Oh, come on. I am really bummed on this. Yeah, I don't think this you're going to be able gonna, to live the rest of the day. No, this is going to take better, me a while to You better overcome. go into the corner and find a spot and I just gotta sulk for get a into while. the fetal position. Right. Now they're all gone. Gone, but not forgotten. After that bit of embarrassment, let's move on to the Bobathon. Maybe that'll lift your spirits, Neil. It, it could. It usually it does. Could. We'll have to do that. Uh, no repeat workday kicks off. Could you kick it off maybe with Ricochet 
Daddy's Money, Dwight Yoakam, Guitars, Cadillacs, or Vince Gill, Don't Let Our Love Start Slipping Away. I'm feeling like Dwight Yoakam. W2PM, Princeton, WLKX, Forest Lake, KDDG, Albany, KDDG, HD1, Albany, St.